host of The Cell. I invite you to listen to our program every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. I would also like to thank you for listening to Community Radio on WGRN LP 94.1 FM, Columbus. I'd like to welcome our listeners back. And we have to have something really interesting. And I think all of us care about this, which is life insurance. I have asked Carolyn Wick, who is an independent insurance agent, to come on and talk with us and to help to clarify some of the answers that we as consumers might want to know about. Carolyn, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. And we also happen to have with us as my co-host, Tish. Hi, girl, it's so good to hear your voice. <laughs> and Carolyn, if you could please just share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got into becoming an independent insurance agent. Growing up, my mother would always tell me, make sure you have insurance, make sure you get insurance on yourself. And I remember growing up and um, I don't know if you guys remember with your parents, but some insurance agents, there was like uh, the American Woodman, they used to come around and they would collect the premiums from uh, my mm-hmm. parents. And um, that was, you know, really interesting because, you know, there would be people, everybody took pride in that. You know, it's like my mother said, this is your responsibility. You know, you're going to learn how to save, learn how to have um, enough money to take care of yourself. But also it's about protecting the family. So as I grew up, I decided, you know what? I thought about life insurance because of some of the people that had passed away when I was younger. And then I heard about, oh, they didn't have enough money to bury the family, a member that passed. And I decided, oh, I'll just sell it part-time maybe, you know. Then my, um, I got my life insurance in 2017. But prior to that, my father, he had passed away. And I know that life insurance really helped us because um, once my father passed away, then it was just, you know, we were missing an income. But my mother had enough insurance on my dad to pay for the burial expenses and to pay for, you know, um, him being in the hospital. So that was good that she had that. But if she didn't have the insurance, then we would have, you know, had a financial setback totally. I had done, uh, actually worked part-time selling insurance and full-time job. um, And I decided one day, you know what, I'm just going to sell insurance full-time because I saw the need for it. I was tired of hearing people passing away and, you know, not having the insurance to cover it. Let's have a GoFundMe. And I said, this is something that really needs to be marketed. It's necessary. And that's how I really started in it, um, selling it and full-time becoming an independent um, agent. And I saw the need for it because this number one is to help families and it's also educating the families i think it's all about education and a lot of people in the community were not educated upon it i can talk to younger folks middle age very um older folks past 60 70 and i found out a lot of them didn't have insurance or or i've heard stories about um putting up a gofundme to pay for insurance and does everybody have that amount of money to pay for somebody that had passed away? No, they didn't. That kind of, um, I guess, pushed me into that 
particular arena because I, I saw that there was a need for it in the arena in our community. And not only in our community, when I say community, Black community, but the white community, uh, Hispanic, I mean, everybody needs insurance. And I can tell you 100% everybody's going to pass away. That's what I'm 100% sure of that. And they're going to have to have some type of, uh, yeah, protection, insurance, because it's it's there, but people are either ignoring it or they just feel like they can't afford it. Carolyn, what I like to start out with is because I'm always kind of confused in between what is whole life insurance and what is term life insurance. Could you uh-huh. explain uh, to the listeners what is the difference between the two? Okay, sure. Um, whole life is you're insured for your whole life. Okay. It's a permanent life insurance plan. There is no term limit and it really, it remains in effect until you die. Okay. So it does insure you for your whole life and whole life policies are a little bit more expensive than term life insurance policies. And and, um, this is mainly because with a whole life policy, a portion of your monthly premium is invested in a tax deferred account or savings plan. So it can uh, accrue some cash value. Term life is temporary. Okay. So I always look at it like renting. It's a death benefit only life insurance policy that you purchase for a set period of time. So it's usually like 10, 20 or 30 years, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And if you die anytime during that term that you're in, um, that you've chosen, um, your, your beneficiaries will receive the full amount of the death benefit. Now, if you die, even one day after the term expires, your family doesn't receive a dime. So what? Yeah. So if I had a, let's say if I had a 20 year term, well, I'm not going to say me. If somebody had a 20 year term, (laughs) (laughs) if they had a 20 year term and that term was up yesterday and they didn't renew it or anything like that. And they died today. Guess what? No benefits are going to be paid out because the term has expired. I was going to say, so with that type of insurance, you have to renew that every year? No. You can set the length of time that you're looking for when you meet with an agent. Say you want a 10 or a 20 or a 30-year term, okay? And you would, that 20-year term or 30-year term will be for 30 years. It insures you for 30 years, Okay, and you pay a monthly pe- uh, premium for that particular term. Okay, that same a monthly premium. But when the term expires, okay, if you don't renew it, uh-huh. then it's over and it's done with. So um, let's say someone wanted a 30-year term and then the term is over and they're 30 years older. That's another something that you would have to, to put in an account because if you take out a term, you're going to, you know, take it out for so many years. A lot of people take out terms or they consider that being like a mortgage protection. Maybe if you're, um, you know, you're young and you're got married and, you know, you have a mortgage on a house and let's say you took out your house is about 150,000 or 200,000, I don't know, $200,000 for a house. And you said, Hey, you know, I want to go ahead and just take out a term plan for 30 years and that'll cover the house. So I want a $250,000 life insurance, you know, or $300,000 life insurance then and for 30 years. Okay. So they can get that. And what it does, it helps protect 
you know, the family during that particular time. Term is usually cheaper, but I would definitely advise you to get it at a younger age because the older you are, the older you get, the more expensive a term can be when you first start out. You'd have to look at that. And some people, and which is, this is really good. A lot, um, the other thing about term, since I'm talking about term, might as well um, kind of give you some more aspects on it. With the term, um, you can also convert that. Now, some um, insurance companies will let you convert it into a permanent plan. So that's always an advantage too, because as you get closer and closer to that term being expired, you may have an opportunity to just go ahead and get it converted. But you won't be able to get the whole, I mean, like if you took out a hundred or $200,000 term insurance, you can convert some of that into a permanent plan. Okay, I think uh, a couple of years after you had it. I just want uh, to ask the question in regards to the term. If I'm 85 and mm-hmm. my term policy is going to end on my birthday, will I be eligible to renew my policy at that age? That's a good question. I have not had anybody... I can tell you that you can get terms renewed, but you may not be able to get it renewed for another, it might be a, a lower term period, okay? Because yeah. maybe you had yeah. it for 30 years, or maybe you may not qualify for it. I look at an 85-year-old and I'd say, you know, it's something, a lot of people at that age would probably need to have some type of final expense. And a lot of times with when you're dealing with a term, um, you look at your health too. Um, I wanted, or anytime you look at insurance, they look at your age, your health, and your gender. Okay. Um, and I found out that a, a lot of people may not qualify for a term insurance due to um, health issues. It could be more expensive because if you're 85, I'm going to tell you that that'll be based on your age as well. And that term if you were to qualify for another, like a 10 year term, it's going to be very, very expensive. The older you get for a term, the more expensive that term can be based on your age. So yeah. it is based on your age. So at 85, I don't see an 85 year old wanting to get a term because it's going to be costing a lot of money. I mean, I'm just guess, guesstimating because I don't have, you know, anything in particular in front of me, but um, 200 $300 a month or more. And to say that um, that person may not qualify anymore because of health reasons. You see what I'm saying? Those are some of the things that you'd have to look at. When we were talking yesterday about how individuals get uh, life insurance at their job, and they're Mm -hmm. thinking that their life insurance is going to stay the same, like when they pass, their family member is going to get $200,000 of life insurance. Can you Mm -hmm. kind of share with us how that life insurance work when you're uh, employed? Yeah, um, a lot of times they have like group plans. So group plans would be term, a lot of term um, plans for the whole group when we're talking about in a work uh, place environment. And um, so a lot of times when you have a group plan, um, let's say if you made, I don't know, 30,000 a year or 50,000 a year, and then it's that life insurance is say, oh, it's free because it's under the group plan. So it would pay out if you pass away maybe two or three times more than what that than your salary, you know, two times or three times your salary that you're making. And then there are other plans in which, you know, you contribute money towards that. 
that life insurance, that term plan. And if you're taking out a term plan with life insurance, you need to be careful um, through your work, work site. You want to know what you have, okay? And you want to know if it's going to be portable. Portable basically would be the portability part would be that if I got laid off or if I quit this job, can I take it with, okay, can I take this insurance with me? And there are lots of insurances through the work site that, no, you can't take it with you. Once you leave there, then it's like, okay, I don't have insurance anymore. Okay. Now there are other um, work site plans that have life insurance that you can take it with you. But if you take it with you, I, I noticed I was giving you an example of one plan that a gentleman had in his, while he was working, his life insurance was $50,000 if he passed away while he was still working there. And he retired from the company. And um, before he retired, he did check to see that he told me that he would have a $15,000 um, life benefit. So if he passed away, they would pay $15,000. But what he did not understand was this, and he was not, he said he was not told this, that what happens is every five years, they had like a uh, age band, which basically say every five years, there would be a premium and a benefit change. So apparently his benefit went down to, he was, in, he was 80, his benefit went down to, Five, I think it was, I think it was five thousand dollars. So he was thinking that his death benefit would be fifteen thousand, that it would stay the same, and he was paying one hundred and sixteen dollars a month. So it had gone up. It was going to go up again. And I said, you're going to be paying one hundred and sixteen dollars a month for five thousand dollars, a five thousand dollar death benefit. And he was shocked he thought it was 15,000. And then he was upset again because of the fact that it would be an increase in his premium. Okay. So I tell people to make sure that you know what you're getting. So when you do sign up for worksite plans, make sure you know exactly what, you, what they offer in the insurance. Make sure you know what can I take this with me if I retire or got laid off or, you know, if I, I decided to, um, to go to another job. Those are some of the things that you really need to, to ask the company that's um, opening up the worksite um, insurance, group insurance for you. Excuse me for a minute. We need to take an identification break. Hi, this is Ernest Kelly with the Faith Thomas Foundation. You're listening to The Sale on 94.1 FM, WGIN and WGIN.org worldwide. Listen to us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. The other thing is this, never depend on just having insurance through the job. You need to have insurance that you own. You need to have that for yourself, for your family, because you never know what would happen, okay? And that's something that you need to be responsible for, that um, the importance of having the insurance. And um, a lot of people don't, they just, they feel like, oh, I really don't need it because, you know, I have it through my job. But lo and behold. So if you're trying to decide what's best for you, how do you decide how much of life insurance you need? Like, what do we need to consider? Well, when you're looking for a life plan, 
there's not a one size fits all. So we like to do like a, um, I don't know, find, you can call it a financial analysis. We want to find out, you know, basically going for, uh, let's see, we, we look at your finances. Well, first of all, that person, can they afford what are they looking for? If they have a mortgage, they have children in school. Um, what about, are they paying um, maybe a rent? So you kind of take a whole financial picture and see what um, insurance can cover, what they're looking for to cover um, for their family, to put that umbrella of protection for that family by doing a financial analysis. And I think that's very, very important um, because then that way, you know, or they would know, and they could tell you how much they're going to need to have to help cover um, their life or their spouse's life or, or whoever. Um, if the spouse is making more money, you know, can you stay in this house if that particular individual passes away? Can you still afford this rent? You know, because that person's going to be missing an income, you know. So we we kind of take the full picture and we look at their financial um, their financial picture because of the debt um, that could be involved. What about, you know, the, um, the debt? And what about if they have small children? So it's just like, it's just sitting down with that person, going over their mortgage amount. Um, how much are you paying for mortgage? Um, how many children do you have? And um, are you going to pay for, you know, are you are retired? You know, and and all that comes into play because they may not be able to pay giant, or I would say not, that's the wrong type of word to use, but a, a big um, um, death benefit, okay? They may not be able to afford a $200,000 or $300,000 death benefit, but maybe they can afford a $100,000 death benefit. So each individual is going to be different based on your age, your gender, and your health, okay? And um, that is always something that comes under consideration because some people feel that, you know, I can wait until I get, you know, 60 or 70. But then what people don't understand is that it's better to get insurance when you're younger, okay? In your 20s, a lot of financial advisors said, you know, before you're 30, because of the price of insurance will go up because of your age, you're older each year, you know, each year you get older, the price of insurance can go up for you to qualify, you know, um, health is definitely a major factor because if you have health issues, that can also, uh, may also disqualify a person for getting insurance. There are lots of times in which um, in certain insurance policies, a person is denied because of their health, because of the medication that they're taking. Um, so I'm kind of going a little bit further out on that, but I hope I was able to address that question for you a little bit. I would like to ask a question. We know that we uh, can you explain whole life, you explain term. A lot of commercials that you see on TV will show like purchase $10,000 worth of insurance that for, I guess, for the purpose of burial or, you know, to help you out when the person mm -hmm. passed. What, what exactly is that type of insurance? With no, they have no medical, they'd be saying no medical, no this, no that. You can get uh, $10,000 or $20,000 worth of insurance. That sounds like a, a guaranteed type of insurance, guaranteed acceptance life insurance. It can be a graded policy as well. The guaranteed life, excuse me, are 
usually I'd say, just trying to think of the, the typical age range would probably be around what 50 to 85. It's a common age range, for example, for, um, for a person that might be in that category, wanting something that's just going to be for final expenses. They can get guaranteed life as far as 10,000 and some can go upward to about 25,000. So it's basically for final expenses. And one of the reasons why or some individuals might um, need to get uh, that particular type of insurance is because they don't have to go through any medical underwriting. Um, they don't ask any medical questions. And it also appeals to certain people who have, let's say a history of health problems. Maybe they had a heart attack or a stroke or maybe they're taking certain medication and they were, weren't able to do, actually get a traditional um, term or a permanent life plan. Answering health questions and undergoing a physical examination may be intimidating for some people. And some people decide, hey, I'm just going to go and you know get this type of final expense, which I don't have to answer any questions whatsoever at all. So a lot of times, I'm trying to think it's a colonial life. I'm, I'm just saying that's that it. particular that's one. A, that's it. That is one. Yeah, okay. That's it. So I've had people ask me about that, and I mean older adults, and I I said, well, usually it's it's a guaranteed acceptance. It's usually graded, and graded means is that is policy. You don't have to answer any health questions or no health questions. You just qualify right away for it. But this particular plan is just something to help out for burials, covers your funeral costs after you pass away, but your beneficiaries may use the death benefit from the policy any way they, they would like to see fit to do that. So it is for strictly burial. And the other thing that I wanted to really stress is they don't tell you this, but guaranteed acceptance, it's a graded death benefit for an initial period of time, which is often two years. Two years, it's graded. So that means if you were to die, during that two-year period, during that period, no death benefit would be paid out, but the premiums that you paid in would be returned to you. That would be the graded period. And that is what um, Colonial, they offer that. They don't tell you, but they do offer that. And it's a little expensive for the little, the amount that a person puts in. You know, graded policies are a little bit more expensive because of the health, you know, I mean, they're taking the risk. They're, the people are older, they have health issues. Um, and like I said, it is a graded type of period. A graded period would be two years within this time period, which if you pass within that two years of having your, having that particular policy, then you would be or your family would be um, return all the premiums that were paid out. And I think plus 10%, a lot of companies will add the 10% plus whatever you paid out on the for the premiums. Okay. And then the third year, you're still alive and well and kicking. Okay. And if you passed out, um, if you passed away within the third year, um, you would be your family would uh, be given that the benefit or they would be paid out on your death burial. I mean, your your death benefit. Okay. So if it's 25,000, if it's 10,000, then you'll, they'll get the 10,000, they'll get the 25,000 or whatever um, that particular plan was for. How do people get started? I guess that's the best question to ask. So you've told us the best age, to, but if you're past, you know, your 20s, your 30s, 40s, and you're in your 50s and latter years, what's the best way to approach it? And how do we educate our children about it so that they're prepared moving forward? 
you know, it's, it's all about taking ownership. You may not have had um, insurance in your 20s or 30s, or maybe you hadn't had parents that took that financial um, step at that time. So you weren't educated. You didn't really become educated in it. It wasn't important. And a lot of times, you know, people have other plans and they, they don't plan to die. And that's something that a lot of people don't really like to talk about it, but you know, right. I'm sorry if you're, everybody's going to die. I know I sound like, Hey, everybody's going to die one day, <laughs> but you know, but you want to be here. And insurance is not for the person that's going to pass away. Um, you know, insurance is not for me. It's for my loved ones, my family who I'm leaving behind to help them. Now, at what age should you maybe get life insurance? The minimum age for life insurance, hey, guess what? It ranges anywhere from a baby, zero, zero, 14 days old. I mean, as an infant, you can insure your child, your children. And I always tell people, you know, why not insure your children? You People can insure themselves but they don't think about their children sometimes. I don't know why, because you hear nowadays, you see so much in the news, people, children being murdered or getting shot, you know, and it's crazy. It's a crazy world that we live in, but yes, it's very simple to get, um, you can get your children insured and it's a lot cheaper. Okay. It's very cheap. So you can take out life insurance for your, your child, your teen. There's not any medical exams needed to qualify for coverage. So you can easily enroll them into a plan. I would say whenever the time is best, but enrolling is really easy. It's lower premium and you don't have anything to lose. And the good thing is this, that if they, if they're enrolled in a plan early, um, they can get into a, you know, enroll them into a whole life plan and it does grow in cash value as well. But even when they take over the plan, let's say they're 18, 19 years of age, they were enrolled as an infant and they take over, they become accountable. And let's say they take over the account um, and they start paying on that insurance plan themselves. They can always decide, hey, I want to add more onto that and they don't need a medical exam. It's just, they can automatically up the, uh, the death benefit. So that's great. That's a great thing to do. That's a great thing to install in them and, and putting them on life insurance. And many, once again, going for um, many advisors, you know, they say, okay, go ahead and put your children on life, um, uh, a uh, life insurance in their twenties or before you reach thirties. Once again, um, monthly payment, excuse me, premiums begin to rise as you age, as I stated before, and you may have a higher risk of health problems. So the younger you are, go for it, you know, and get them on it, a plan. And I just, you know, I always say that's that's the right thing to do. And um, when you're in your 50s or 60s, hey, you can still get life insurance. There are so many different plans out there. There's, you know, you have to make that decision. Since I'm an independent insurance agent, you can actually get an opportunity to sit down and, hey, we can talk. I can help you right along to see what is going to work for you. Okay. And I'll be more than happy to sit down and talk with you and your family. I can give you my contact uh, information as well. My number, and my number is 614-309-8888. Well, thank you for giving that information, Carolyn. Tish, is there anything else that you want to ask her before we get ready to wrap the show up? No, I really like the way she talked about getting life insurance for our children when they're younger. Well, Carolyn, is there anything that you want to say to our audience before we leave? If anybody needs further information, 
in reference to life insurance and and how to get their family set up with it or themselves set up with it, I'll be more than happy to help them. And my contact information again is Carolyn Wick. That's W-I-C-K-S. And my number is 614-309-8872. Well, Carolyn, it has been a pleasure. And I'm so glad that we had you on the show today. And with that being said, this is Police, your host. Peace out. The Faith Thomas Foundation would like to thank you for listening to The Cell. We broadcast on WGRN 94.1 FM every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. You can also stream us live on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. on WGRN 94.1. For more information on the Faith Thomas Foundation, please visit our website, Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Faith Thomas FDN.